insurrection, obstruction, indictments, civilly liable for sexual abuse. The one man responsible for all that could be sitting in a prison cell on election day and still be elected commander-in-chief for these United States. That man is beholden to Putin, weakened NATO the last time around, and is currently tying himself to wealthy Saudi oil money. He enriched himself when government stated his property. He campaigned on wanting to use government to go after his political rivals and wants to expand executive power. If Donald Trump is re-elected, our nation is lost. So let's roll up our sleeves, get to work, and tell the MAGA folks, no more before it's too late. That's 914-803-4131. Uh, you could also join the conversation in the chat room at youtube.com slash Radio. If you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, I highly recommend you join us over on the YouTube chat. It's much easier that way. Uh, if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, uh, facebook.com slash liberaldan. Leave me a message, tweet at me, or whatever you want to call it now at uh, – on Twitter or X or whatever at Liberal Dine Radio. I'm also uh, over on uh, with Threads, Liberal Dine Radio as well, and you could also leave a comment on the YouTube thread as well at Liberal Dine Radio on YouTube as well. So shouts out to everybody in the uh, chat currently so far: the Mod Squad, Jolie and Aaron, uh, Alarasia, Wes, Silly Wonka, Jeff, uh, Jackie. Uh, did I miss anybody so far? I don't think I've missed anybody so far. If you uh, haven't done so, please smash that like button and then the patriarchy. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you have not already. We're at 725. We only have 275 to go. Uh, hey, Elizabeth, what's going on? Uh, we need to uh, we need to get the, hit that thousand mark. I'm hoping the move to two days a week is going to help that. Uh, maybe get more of the uh, more videos out there, more content out there. Hopefully, it'll get the uh, Make that final push and get up there so we can get that mark up and get that uh, get those uh, get those subs up to where we need them to be. Hey, P Dubs, what's going on, P Dubs? Love to see you in the chat as well. Uh, let's see, got got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. And now that I have two shows a week, I can split my bits between two different shows. Um, normally, I wait to to run my bits. Uh, but because the show is, you know, this, I, I have to run the Hypocrite of the Week early. So without further ado, here's this week's Hypocrite of the Week, or Hypocrites of the Week. This week's Hypocrite of the Week is, ah, uh, screw it. This week, all of the manga conservatives are hypocrites. Every last one of them. You got Bobert supporters, Bobert herself, Trump supporters, Gates, all of them. 
Want to learn more? Listen to my shows this week. That's right, I said shows, because Liberal Day and Radio is going to two shows a week starting this week. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on YouTube.com slash Liberal Dan Radio and BlogTalkRadio.com slash Liberal Dan. So there you go, yes. And while it is Tuesday today, um, and I did inadvertently say that we were going to do a show Monday, um, I hope everybody saw the message and got the message that Monday I was not doing a show because the Saints game, uh, if there are Saints games, uh, I will uh, make sure to let everybody know that I, that we'll, we'll move to Tuesdays from that point. Um, we'll do Tuesdays and Wednesdays on when, when the Saints are on Monday Night Football, or if there's some other thing on a Monday, we'll, we'll move the shows around as needed to be able to deal with any other scheduling conflicts. But other than that, the regular schedule time starting from next week on will be Mondays and Wednesdays. So, and again, hopefully that will help the push uh, to, to 1,000 subscribers to, to go on. Um, and hopefully y'all can help me get me there. I appreciate y'all for everything you do, and then hopefully we can make that final push. So, anywho, uh, let's see. What, I probably won't stay long. Friend of mine, I'm very sorry to hear about your friend passing away. P Dubs, um, you know, thoughts as big shouts out to you. Um, you know, so all the support, love, and support uh, that we have go out to you. It's, it's, you know, we've. We've I've had friends pass away recently. I've I've or and you know past year or so, and that's rough. Um, thought I was thought we were losing a friend uh, recently. Um, turns out uh, the, the, the that, that friend's uh, demise were uh, were not were were overstated, I guess. So which is good. Uh, hey, Trucker John, what's going on? But again, all my thoughts are with you. Um, and uh and and your friend's family uh hope hope you know lots of lots of virtual hugs from your liberal band family so anywho so let's see what we got so today we are going to be talking about the, there's a bunch of hypocrisy that went on um and we'll, tr- we'll probably try and make this into a couple of clips so we can share these up tomorrow morning uh, or they can go live at least tomorrow morning um, of course, tomorrow we'll, we'll we'll have to come up with some more topics to discuss. Or maybe we'll go into more details about some of the some of these other things that are going on this week. Um, and and then of course we're what we're trying to do at the end of each show is we're going to try at least cover at least one of these um, toxic masculinity type videos and try and uh, try and unravel some of them to put more content on that playlist as well. So just trying to waste a, a little time. <laughs> Bob, no, no need for a brown bag this year yet. We got two where we're two and zero. I mean, two, three fourths of the division are currently two and zero, but we're two and zero. We're, we're we're undefeated so far, so um, we're good. We're good about that. We haven't, you know, we have won a Super Bowl and the, the Falcons haven't, which is good. <laughs> so uh, let's see what what else is going on at the end of the show. If if I I, I don't think Aaron reminded me to do it last week, but uh, I meant to talk about the Jimmy Buffett death um, two weeks ago. I meant to talk about it last week. I don't think I talked about it either week. So we're gonna, uh, if, if I if I have the time to talk about the Jimmy Buffett uh, death, we'll we'll get to the two stories about the Jimmy Buffett death. I did talk about it on Nerdy Dan. We'll talk about it at the end of the show as well because it's it's two two funny stories um, pertaining to to my my, my experiences. 
Uh, I haven't never met Jimmy Buffett, but it's two experiences uh, relating to Jimmy Buffett that, you know, were, I guess, at, at least a little bit relevant at this point. So uh, anyway, we're going to start, start the topic of conversation uh, this week talking about uh, the elephant in the room, so to speak, which is Congressman Boebert, Congressperson Boebert, Bobo the Clown, and her extreme utter hypocrisy when it comes to her activities during the uh, showing of Beetlejuice. Now, I don't know, you know, I, I wouldn't think that she would be as cultured as someone to go to the theater, um, but maybe she thought that she wanted to learn how to get some creepy old guy to be able to come back. So maybe she wanted to learn how to, you know, how they would get a creepy old guy back. Maybe she thought she could go Trump, Trump, Trump and get Donald Trump back. Like they get Beetlejuice back. I don't know, but you know, she goes to the theater and she's kicked out and they say she's did X, Y, and Z. They claim she vaped. She's oh, I didn't vape. And she claims she did all sorts of, oh, I never did those. Sorts. Maybe I laughed. Maybe I took a picture. But I didn't do all these other things that they claimed. And then, of course, they caught her on camera doing all these things that she denied doing, which is just par for the course because they'll always deny, deny, deny. And then they'll deflect, deflect, deflect once showing that what they showed to be liars. And what they didn't say what, what, what didn't come out and what the, the media didn't really focus on too much. I mean, some of them maybe talked about it afterwards, but one of the biggest things is the fact that her and her date were doing a little handsy touchy feely in the middle of the theater. And this wasn't an adults only show. And then it should, that shouldn't matter because you shouldn't be doing any sort of such of things in the middle of a public theater, regardless, you know, there's such a thing called consent and consent is not something that's just about what you do to other people. Consent is about what other people, you know, see if, if you don't consent, if I don't consent to seeing something graphic and you show me something graphic anyway, that is should be considered some sort of assault. Like if, if you send somebody an unsolicited picture that's lewd, like those unsolicited dick pics, uh, that should be considered a a crime. And in some some places, it is considered a crime. So if you if you're exposing people who don't want to see uh, lewd behavior, then that potentially could be should be considered a crime. But there were kids there. And what makes Bobert an even bigger hypocrite is she's one of the ones that's been one of the most vociferous about all of the drag show stuff. And so she's, and usually it's, it's always the ones that are the loudest that are the ones that are the most guilty. And remember, Bobert is the one, and she's divorcing her husband. I don't know if they're officially divorced yet, but she's splitting from her husband. And I don't care about the whole she's not technically divorced yet, so why is she... I don't care, but if, if you're divorcing your husband and you're officially split, you should be able to date and not be judged. That's fine. I don't care about that. I mean, some people are going to make a big deal about it. I don't care. Um, but her ex was the one that exposed himself 
to underage people at the bowling alley. So she apparently doesn't have a problem. I guess this proves why she didn't have a problem with her ex exposing, because he pled guilty to it. He pled guilty to exposing himself to underage people at a bowling alley. So now we know why she didn't have a problem marrying him after that, because she has no problem doing lewd behavior in front of children at a theater. So peas of a pod, I suppose. They're both, I mean, now now they're divorced, but they have no problem doing lewd things when children are around. But she's going to make a big stink about it because she's going to deflect her behavior onto other people. So there's that. And there's that extreme level of hypocrisy there. And there's the hypocrisy of all the other Republicans who are going to be, remain silent about it. They're not going to ask for her to resign or call for her to be kicked out of Congress. They're just going to pretend like nothing was wrong. But if it was a Democrat that was caught doing the very same thing, they'd be clutching their pearls. They'd be calling for investigations. They'd be saying, oh, see, the Democrats, they're just like they want to have drag shows in front of kids. They want to, they're going to be doing lewd behavior in there. There are children there. But because Boebert was a Republican, they don't give a crap that Boebert was doing lewd acts in front of people because they're hypocrites. They, I, I, I would hold my breath. I won't hold my breath. I'm, I'm waiting for you know, Speaker McConnell and other Republicans to call for her to resign or to call for, to call for a, an investigation, an ethics investigation, or to call for a, a vote to kick her out because they're not going to do it. I get the hold on the, their hold on the house is tenuous at best. They're not going to do it, but they would absolutely call for a Democrat to do it. And look, liberal Dan radio is a sex positive podcast. I, if she wants to go around and, and I, I don't care if she wants to have a whole bunch of sex, if she wants to have sex, she wants to dress, you know, sexy. Fine. I don't care. I mean, there were people who were body shaming her. I'm not, I'm not cool with that. You know, people were pointing out some sort of, you know, you know, something with her stuff. That, that wasn't cool. I'm not cool with people pointing out any, any, any body issues with her. You know, I don't care. You know, I mean, there, I'm sure there are a lot of people that would kill to have, you know, her figure. That's, that, I don't care about that. I don't care about the fact that, you know, she's enjoying herself. She should enjoy herself sexually as much as she wants but she should only enjoy herself sexually in front of other people if those other people consent to her enjoying herself and sexually in front of them if not then she needs to hold wait until until she's in front of people who who consent to seeing it or wait to doing those activities in a private setting because that's what consent's all about but there's one other thing that needs to be pointed out that I really haven't heard much when it comes to people talking about this. And maybe other people have. I don't know. I haven't heard it. I've not heard this. What was in that vape? 
I mean, Colorado, weed is legal. So I don't care if I don't care if she smokes weed because I think weed should be legal nationwide. I honestly don't care personally if she smokes weed. If she has a weed pen, that's fine. I don't care about that specifically. However, she is a big old gun nut. She she makes a big stink about holding her and her family, holding all of her rifles in front of the Christmas tree, all of their rifles, posing with their rifles. I'm a big Second Amendment person. I'm going to hold all my rifles. My kids are going to hold all our rifles. We're going to, we're proud of our guns. If that's weed in that, in that vape pen, if she's a drug smoker, if she smokes marijuana, and if she filled out those forms, that she feel, that you're supposed to fill out when you get your guns and she lied on those forms getting those guns that she does drugs that she doesn't do drugs but yet she does drugs then should she not be uh, arrested should the justice department not be looking into that should the justice department not charge her with that crime just like they did for Hunter Biden look if Hunter Biden committed crimes Hunter Biden should be charged and found guilty if he did that or be allowed to plead guilty like he did but then for for some reason the judge was like no i don't like this plea but and hunter biden is i think the only person in the history of this country who has been charged of those with those crimes pertaining to lying on his application to get a gun about drugs without having any other drug charges gun charges related like he didn't commit a crime with those guns usually i think in every other time at least as far as i've heard with any other time somebody has been got has gotten those charges it's been they've been uh they've been uh also charged with some sort of gun crime hunter biden might be the only person in the history of those charges to be charged with those without any other gun crimes but fine they charged him with those crimes, fine. He committed those crimes, fine. Put it in front of a jury, let a jury decide what his fate's going to be. But if Bobert is smoking weed and, and, and is on weed and is on drugs and is filling out those forms and lied on those forms, she should be brought up and charged as well. Because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And if they're not going to do that, then that's just, that I have a big problem with that. They either need to not charge Hunter Biden for, for those crimes if they're not going to bring up charges on her, if, if that, in fact, was weed, or they need to you know, investigate to see if that was weed. And if that was weed, they need to bring her up on charges, too, because you can't have it both ways. Anyway. I'm just putting this in there because this is going to be the end of the clip and I'm editing this part out. But what are your thoughts? Remember to like, subscribe to this video. Thank you very much and have a good day. All right. So that was the end of that, that clip that I'm going to be adding up. I'm not really ending the show. We do have a caller on the phone. Um, get to the comments first before we get to the caller. Chucker John this just in. Jimmy Buffett is still dead. Yes, he is. Um, I don't know where I'm going to go when the volcano blows. 
Um, Beetlejuice wasn't the only thing showing. Maybe she said Beetlejuice three times and something kind of popped out of his pants. Um, let's see. Maybe the reason you think Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Well, um, when Pee-wee Herman did something in a theater, at least there was only adults in that theater. Um, if you can't expo- expose yourself at a bowling alley, the world's coming to. You can, only, you can only take out your balls at a, at, a, at a bowling alley if they're at least 10 pounds. She paid for a figure with tax dollars. Well, I mean, Tim, I, I don't. I mean, once she gets, once she gets her paycheck and it's taxed, it's her money. It's no longer taxpayer dollars, as long, unless she was like doing it with like a grant. Um, she is a twatstika. <laughs> she was in possession of a firearm while under the influence. That would be lovely too. Uh, Oh, wait, I scrolled down too far. If nothing else, she increased her chances of being grabbed by the... Yeah. True. Uh, grabbed by the hoo-ha's running mate. She cannot smoke weed as a federal government official. It's still illegal federally. I don't know if, 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 if that's true for elected officials. It's probably true for employees. I don't know if that's true for uh, government officials. Elizabeth, she was stroking his soda straw. Does it make the same noise? Was it make, is that why the people were complaining? Was it making the same noise that a soda straw would make with the plastic lid? Like that. Um, Wes, let's do the time over again. She just forgot what show it is. Did she do a step to, a step to the left? <laughs> well, she did do a step to the left because the boyfriend was a de- or the guy was a Democrat. That's, so she, that's what the step to the left that she did. Um, so yeah, I gave up bowling for sex. The balls are lighter, and you got you got to change your shoes. Uh, all right, here we go. Caller, what's what's going on now Hello. that I'm done? What's going on? Hey, hey, how you doing? What's up? What's up, Khalil? I'm good. Um, one of the things is um, I noticed is society. One of the things about society is like when we talk about this stuff. The people who can't make up their minds on guns, they they are able to get away with it because so many people, they just don't want to address the hypocrisy. Right. um, I know, know like, um, there's a movie called um, In the Line of Fire or In Mm -hmm. the Line of Duty with, um, what's his name, Um, Ronnie. And uh, basically, it was about how the officers were out, outmatched and outgunned. And the only thing people that watched that movie took from it is how it was propaganda for gun control or how it shows how gun control does not work. They never mm-hmm. took, they never considered the officer's safety. Mm-hmm. You know, they just considered, you know, what stuff about them. They never considered anybody else. Right. And it's Hold on, before, before, with... I say anything, before I say anything else, I, I have a line that I need to say before I forget it. If they were going to go to any show, they should have gone to Aladdin because then at least she could have said she was trying to rub his lamp. Go on, continue. Um, and it's and that's how it is. And society also, like the thing that bothers me is, as society, we say to the officers, if the officers can have these firearms, so can we. But they don't. They don't provide it. Vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll say they don't want the officers 
they don't want the officers to have the same amount of firepower that the civilians have. But, you know, if the civilians are going to have whatever they want, because it's not just like officers just carry guns. They are forced to carry. They have to. They have a task, and they carry, they carry, you know, those little, um, little dummy rounds. And mm-hmm. civilians don't, most civilians don't carry those. Right. And so, I mean, to say if the police can have a so can we, but not provide it the other way around is bad. And I, I feel the same way, like, when we say things like we're right comes responsibility, it's too much of a one-way street when society says that. They want to give people rights with responsibilities, but they don't want to, as soon as it comes to giving someone responsibilities with little or no rights, all of a sudden that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like society, when it comes to certain things, they only apply the one-way street. Like, even with that, like, you know, you can't, you, you are, you can't drink alcohol until you're 21, but you can pay a taxes even when you're living with your parents and work. You can pay full tax. So it's right. like society needs to make up its mind. Is right, does rights come with responsibility? If so, responsibilities come with rights. It's not just a one-way street. Society sees too many things as a one-way street. That's a good point. But yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of hypocritical hypocritical things that do need to be fixed. I'm sh- sure, but you know, there there needs to be a will to fix it. But unfortunately, a lot of that that, that comes with, you know, I think there's you know, one of the things that maybe I'll talk about tomorrow more. Um, let's let's make a note of of that for for my things for tomorrow. Um, polling and uh, uh, what is it, Nate Silver? Because one of the things I want to briefly touch on a little, because Nate Silver was sitting there saying, oh, it's not a big deal. His whole Bober thing wasn't a big deal. But, you know, you know, he, you know, he was, you know, kind of not seeing the forest for the trees. And he was trying to say, well, this is just a silly story. But in reality, it's it's a big story because of her hypocrisy of the people that she puts in danger by by by, by doing all this. But he but a lot of the pollsters get out there and, and, and don't and don't talk about the real story and don't pull the real stories. They pull the they pull the sensationalized stories, but don't go down to the nitty gritty and don't and don't give us the real wants of the desires to let the politicians know what the real wants and desires are. Like they'll say, oh, 65 percent of Americans want like abortion rights, but they won't say, well, what are you going to do to the politicians if they don't give this to you? They don't tell us, you know, what are you going to do if you don't do this for the if you don't do this for the citizenry? They just say, "Oh, this is what we want," but they don't say what the they don't say what the what the what the end result's going to be if they don't give it to us. So, yeah. that, and that's that's the thing. So, if the politicians don't know what the consequence what their consequences are going to be if they don't give us what we want, then they don't they don't they're not going to see the consequences. Then they're not going to act. So, we have to make sure that we communicate the consequences to the politicians if they don't act. Um, and that's and what that's, I'm going to do. That's what I'm going uh-huh. to do as far as, like, people with this with, with uh, handicapped going to jail because it's the same thing. You're handicapped enough. You're not handicapped enough to not go to jail, but you're handicapped enough to not to not see the light of day when it comes to getting out that cell or getting the, the recreation. And it's like, you know, this is the same society that says, well, rights come responsibilities. And it's like I talked to a same guy about – I talked to one guy about it, and he was full of BS. Mm-hmm. Um See, if you notice, most of the people that say you can't use your disability to get out of trouble, most of them are not consistent when they say it. The ones that say it the loudest are not consistent. Right. 
they'll say it, but then when it comes to giving someone responsibility without rights, they, they are for it or they don't speak out against it. Well, the ones that are the ones that are the loudest are usually the ones that are most guilty of the problems, and and the ones that want to give response want people to have responsibilities without rights. I mean, that's a lot of the time that's clearly the Republicans. Like for example, like you have the Republicans now who want to who want to make the voting age twenty five. Like there there are like Vivek Ramaswamy wants to make the voting age twenty five, and it's like, are you freaking kidding me? And like, unless you do certain things, like maybe maybe if you go serve the military, maybe you you can get you can you can then vote if you serve in the military. But what happens if you can't serve? You then can't vote. Like what happens right. if you if you if you if you have a disability and you can't go serve? Then what? You're screwed. You can't let you, you can't have your voice heard because something right. something biologically is preventing you from going to to serve your country. It's it's it's. I don't understand why anybody who is 25, under 25 would vote Republican at this point because there's too many of these clowns who are trying to say that we want you to, you know, want you to pay your taxes, want you to want you to contribute to the country, but we don't want you to have a say. And, and the reason they don't want them to have a say is because they know that they don't win with the under 25 vote, so that's how they're going to cheat to lose. Yeah, and that's the lose. thing. You know, I look, I look for a two-way street as far as rightful responsibilities, but there's too many of the, like I say, there's too many people spouting the same thing as far as rightful responsibilities. Not enough people spouting responsibilities with rights. There's not enough people talking about that. Right. On the internet. So let me let me take a note of that. Maybe it's a good good uh, rights responsibilities. Two-way street. I'm making a note of that. See if I can make a good show back. It sounds like a good show idea. Let me make a note yeah. of that. We'll, we'll try and see. We'll try and see if we can make something out of it. If not a whole show, maybe a good-sized segment of it. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take a look at that. But thank you for calling, Khalil. As always, good, good, good contributions. As always, you know, shout out to you and yours. Thank have you. a good one. I appreciate you. Thank All right, you. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. And now it's Khalil, one of our one of our great listeners, one of our great callers. I always appreciate you. Yeah, suddenly dress codes and decorum are important to Marge. Uh, MTG loves uh, dress codes and decorum. Um, who knows? I guess because they're mad at you know people wearing hoodies or whatever. I guess uh, West of some hoodies like you know they want you to pay your taxes, but they don't want you to do whatever. Um, like like Ramaswamy, you can't vote, but you have to pay your taxes. Um, I think we fought a war over taxation without representation, but Ramaswamy wants you to not be able to vote at 25. Yes, uh, Diane Russell, 25. Um, there's uh, some crazy woman on on X or Twitter or whatever who who is pushing that. There's 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 Ramaswamy has said it. There's a lot of people who who are backing the idea of you should have skin in the game, man. Sure, there there are forty year old trailer trash folks in Mississippi and Alabama who have no skin in the game, who are living off the system, wearing their MAGA hats and and complaining about how all the all those people living in the cities are milking off the system. Meanwhile, they're on food stamps and welfare and Medicaid and and living in their trailer park and and they're completely living off the system. But you know. They'll they'll sit here and no, you you shouldn't have the right to vote if you live if you're under 25 because you need skin in the game. It's it's again more as the host of the most Nimbus Yosh with the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast says, hypocrisy is a conservative prerequisite, and 
he got a uh, uh, mute, I think, on Facebook for for tagging his own tag group for saying that. Funnily enough, um, Tolbert thought that she was out with the presidential hopeful Rabbi Salami. <laughs> now, see, here's the thing though. When I brought up the whole rubbing the lamp thing with Aladdin, I was sitting there like, now I'm now I have little thoughts in my head like, you know, what could you what could be the parody there? Like a whole new world. I can show you my. Mm, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go that. I don't. Want, I don't know if I want to go that blue with 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 my parodies. But I can show you my breasts in middle of the theater. Something like that. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a very 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 raw work in progress. I should say. West, as my uncle in West Virginia says, they can't tax you if they don't know you're there. <laughs> I guess. Elizabeth, we color inside our lines. They steal the crayons and scribble on our picture, and now they want to take the coloring book. Yeah, Diane, they're afraid of people under 25 women and per persons of color. Exactly. That, that, that's and that's what they wanted. That that's what all of these bills, these so-called voting rights, uh, not voting rights, these so-called uh, voter ID laws are all about. They call them voter ID laws because in them is some provision for the requirements of an ID to vote. But then they stuff them full of all these other things that have nothing to do with the requirements of a, showing a voter an ID to vote. And they're like, you know, you can't give water to people in line. And you, uh, we're going to cut out all these different ways that people vote. And like in North Carolina, they, the, the GOP a run legislature did a survey or study or whatever of all the different ways that people voted and the, the, the types of voting that they cut out were the ones that were utilized most by black voters. And that's why ultimately that law was kicked off, you know, and, and removed because the judge basically said that what y'all did was targeted black voters with surgical precision. Like this was specifically done with racist intent. And, you know, they they want the as I said in my GOP coup series, they want the voting rolls to be as old and as white as possible. So, and every time I every time I talk about the the so-called voter ID laws, I always say, especially when I when I type it out, I say I have a problem with these so-called voter ID laws because they contain all of these things that have nothing to do with the requirements of showing an ID to vote. And, e- and then I'll be like, and even though I have specifically said that my problem with these laws are the parts that have nothing to do with the requirement to show an ID, some idiot's going to come along and say, what's wrong with the requirement to show an ID, even though I said nothing about that part of the law. And then like two minutes later, somebody will come in and be like, what's wrong with showing an ID? And it's like, I call my shot, like Babe Ruth. It's every time. Like there's, if you go to facebook.com slash liberal Dan, there's several examples of this where I've taken the screenshots. I'm like, I've called my shot yet again. I'm the Babe Ruth of politics. Elizabeth, that was a deep but absolutely fundamental analogy. We are absolutely dealing with them. Yep. Um, 450 plus voter suppression bills. Yep. Old and white as snow. Well, I don't know. The GOP was more like yellow snow. Um, a mosquito or something in here is bothering me. I say, 
The next person I want to talk about uh, on today's show is Susanna Gibson. I don't know how many of y'all have heard about the Susanna Gibson story. Uh, Susanna Gibson is a Democrat who is running for a Virginia delegate in the 57th District of Virginia. She's a mom. She's a nurse nurse practitioner. Uh, She is a public health expert. And I'm going to share her website uh, in the chat. And I have said there's an open invitation if if, uh, Ms. Gibson wants to come on the podcast and talk about her campaign. Uh, I would understand why at the moment she might not want to, but, you know, it is what it is. But here's the thing. It came out. And the Republican opponents uh, released some videos uh, that have been put out on the Internet uh, with some uh, sexual activities between herself and her husband that, I mean, they put out, I guess, on some sort of website that they had done together. That They consented to these acts together. They, they consented to putting this information did this these videos out there up on the internet and it was in a i guess a a specific adults only website and her opponents or i don't know if it was her opponent specifically i don't know if it was you know somebody else you know who just supports her opponents or some other republican or whatever they got the video and shared it online and it's been all over Twitter. There, there are websites that apparently have hosted it or whatever. It doesn't matter. These were two consenting adults. And you know, there are people who are conservatives who have tried to conflate this with the Bobert thing. And here's the main difference. Bobert did these acts in public around people who didn't consent to see the things. This individual, Susanna Gibson, the only people who would be able to see these activities are people who consented to see them. And look, again, I'm a sex-positive podcast. I believe that what consenting adults do is their business, and I have no problem with them doing whatever it is that they did on camera. They chose to do this and as part of their part of their private lives. And I mean, yeah, so they've made it somewhat public because they posted on, on a website, I guess. I don't know the full details as to what website it was posted to or what, what service they used and how it got out. But it got out, okay. But these are two married people having sex with each other. And so what? Who cares? But they're going to make a big stink about it because this is a woman who's trying to run for office, trying to make sure that the Virginia legislature is blue so that you know, Virginia can fight for things like you know, body autonomy and health care rights and other important issues like that. So... So, of course, the Republicans are going to attack as much as possible. And they found this particular video. They probably were like, ooh, we're going to fight this. But here's the hypocrisy here. The same people who are going to attack this woman 
this candidate for having consented to sexual activities are going to back Donald Trump, somebody who was found to be civilly liable for sexually abusing somebody, somebody who has admitted on multiple times that he will he can go to go up to somebody and grab him by the hoo-ha that that he has no problem with it that multi, he has had multiple allegations of sexual assault against him that he says that he could just walk into the Miss Teen America locker room while they're dressing and just walk around in the locker room because you know he just brags about it because that's what he likes to do. If, if it's sheer, they will go ahead and happily vote for him for this sex offender. Yet they're going to complain about somebody who participates in consent to sex with her husband just because there's a video that they could, that they put online, and they'll continue to defend Bobert, who is doing sexual acts in a public place and not have any care in the world about it as well. Again, it's sheer hypocrisy. This is why I say that's why Nimbus Yosh says that conservative that, that hypocrisy is a conservative prerequisite. And this is why I'm calling them out. This is why I, this is why I said that all of the MAGA conservatives are the hypocrites of the week this week because the hypocrisy this week shows you know no bounds. And this is basically what I said on Twitter. I'd like to welcome Candidate Gibson as a guest on my podcast. Much fuss has been made by a hypocritical GOP over consensus to activities. These same GOP slime balls support Donald Trump's grabbing by the hoo-ha, civilly liable for sexual abuse, Trump for president. And hell, if I was working for the Susanna Gibson campaign, I'd lead into the GOP hypocrisy. I'd make a commercial. Virginia is for lovers, not supporters of rapists. Because as long as the GOP supports Trump, they support rape. But that's her choice on how she wants to fight this or not. But that's what this comes down to, choice. The GOP takes away the choice on abortion. They took away this candidate's choice on when to share her personal videos. Voters have a clear choice. And that's to reject the GOP hypocrisy. Don't let them win. Support Susanna Gibson. They took away her choice on whether or not this video should be shared publicly. They take, they take away choice on abortion again. And I, th- I think it would be a great, again, I think it would be a great campaign slogan. G- Virginia is for lovers, not for rapists. And these people are going to continue to support Donald Trump and, not, and, and attack her. It's sheer hypocrisy. Cynthia from Texas, shouldn't the one who released it be in trouble? Absolutely. And I I think they are working with the Justice Department and other folks to try and determine who released it and to try and get them in trouble as well. And that, you know, that's probably what's being focused on. Um, Elizabeth, as as long as we are made dizzy chasing lasers, we are on the defensive. That's they don't defend at all. But that's why I think we should go on there. That's why that's why I'm saying we should go on the attack. That's why I'm saying that if, if I was on the campaign, I would, I would just embrace it and then say, because Virginia's slogan is Virginia is for lovers. I remember living in Maryland. You know, we would, I would see commercials for Virginia is for lovers all the time. And, like, I would get a little chuckle as a little kid, like, like you know, ha-ha, funny, funny. 
But hell, lean into it. Say Virginia's for lovers, not for rapists. This GOP, these Republicans support a serial rapist, yet they're going to attack me or her for for participating in consented to activities with my husband. Don't let them fool you. They're supporting a rapist, but yet they're coming after her for consented to sexual activities. Put the ball back in their court. Make them have to defend themselves and their choice and who they defend. Don't let them put us on the defensive. Put them back on the defensive. They don't care, but the voters should, should be made to care. Let's see. Cynthia Texas, my daughter told me tonight that the more I tell her about Bobo, the more she likes her. What? Look. I mean, there are people who say, you know, talk about Boba the Clown and will will say, like, that she's – they'll make comment about her looks and how she she's ugly. If you look at Lauren Boebert in, in, in a vacuum, I mean, <laughs> that would be great for reasons. Other than just, you know, the vacuum of space, that would, might be nice. Just bye, you know, see you later. But, I mean, honestly, I mean, I think – in the absence of anything else, I mean, an, a, an attractive woman, until she opens her mouth and her vile rhetoric comes spewing out, and then you see the vile bile that seeps out of her black heart, and then any attractiveness that anyone might have that on any side of, you know, moral, decency and morality, like, it's like, ugh, no, sorry. I thought you might have been attractive, but no, you're ugly. You're now ugly to me because no, there's, 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 there, there's like people can be attractive like physically, and then they 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 say things that are just morally repugnant, like the things that she says, like against LGBTQA folks, about like drag queens, about you know just things in general, and like it's just like ugh, no, no, just no, ew. Horrible. Um, see what else? Republicans love porn. Well, sure, but again, it's, this comes down to that whole thing before. Republicans hate to be told what to do. Republicans love to tell other people what they do, what what to do. Um, imagine Bobert has little red circle imprints on her skin from being touched with ten foot poles. <laughs> um. I didn't even see you say hi. Hey, Cynthia from Texas. Uh, they don't, Elizabeth, they don't care about principle one bit. It's an opportunity to gaslight, hit that old hot button, and cash in and cash in publicity, so long as they're an opportunity to steal oxygen or to distract. Well, of course, part of it is that um, Bill P., she's been in the news and nonstop here. I haven't seen, because I live in Louisiana, I haven't seen too much of the coverage of it. Um, I haven't seen too much of how how she's been reacting to it uh, i would i would love to see more if you have any good links with the news coverage uh send it to me uh liberaldenradio@gmail.com i'd love to see it um i'd love to see how she's fighting back against that specifically um because i mean i know she has a lot of support amongst a lot of the politicians i know the governor supports her i know was it, i think senator tim kane supports her i know she has a lot of support but I don't know if they're just supporting her and just ignoring and not leaning into it um, and just fighting the, the release just on, on the side. 
if it was me, I would be like, lean into that. Be so say I'm sex positive. I love my husband. I I enjoy my husband. Virginia is for lovers. That's been her slogan for a while. I love my husband. Virginia is for lovers. Virginia is not for rapists. And these people support a serial rapist. Boom. There you go. Put the ball into their court. Make them the disgusting ones for supporting a rapist and say, there's nothing wrong with me having sex with my husband. Same as that. Serious as that. So. What else did I want to talk about? (laughs) Um. Another thing I wanted to talk about tonight was the auto strike. And I might go into more detail about this tomorrow, but one of the things I wanted to bring up is Biden's impossible task when it comes to the auto strike. Because in reality, he has a, a near impossible task because no matter what he does, it's lose-lose for him. Because if unless he gets the perfect deal for labor, unless he manages to get everything he wants for labor, labor is going to be mad. And if he if he caves in at all at any bit and gives gives the auto industry anything in, in when he in helping the negotiations, if he comes in and he helps the negotiations and and the auto big three automakers get anything at all then the people who support labor and labor in and of itself is going to be like, oh, Biden supports the big automakers. Even if it's, even if the labor gets like 80% and the automakers get 20% of what they want and and labor gets 80% they want, you're going to have the extreme leftists going, oh, Biden just is a give give away to the, to the automakers and to the billionaires and blah, blah, blah. They're going to complain and whine and moan and Biden can't do it. Biden's a shill for big corporations. They're going to whine and moan and complain about that. And if he didn't step in, they would complain that he's not doing enough for labor. So he has to step in. But if he steps in and doesn't strong arm the corporations, then what do you do? But if he steps in and if, if, it's re- if, if, if it ends up being that the deal that labor gets is overly burdensome and kills the auto industry. I mean, I don't know if it is or it isn't. I haven't looked too much into the into the deal to know whether or not. I mean, from what it sounds like, I mean, that's a lot. It's it's a, a big forty percent raise is across the board is what I'm hearing, and that's if that's true, that's a lot. I mean, I have no problem with labor getting everything it deserves. And labor should get and labor did give up a lot to help the auto industry make it through the lean years and should be rewarded for doing so. And the auto industry should stop being a bunch of whiny bitches and should should make sure that labor is well compensated. Um, I'm not necessarily buying the argument uh, from the union that there shouldn't be like gradual pay increase like there shouldn't be pay increases as you go along like why shouldn't somebody with seniority make more money like if, if you have more experience that's less training you do that you could be more efficient on a job why not let somebody with 20 years more experience make more money than somebody who's new on the job like i'm not by i'm not i don't necessarily know if i get that argument but i'm open to to the argument as to why it should be the other way why everybody there should be making the same amount of money 
fine. I'll listen. That's fine. I'll listen to that argument. So, so I'm not quite getting the whole why we shouldn't have tears. Now I get the whole temporary worker argument. That, that's, that's a whole different thing. And I understand why you would not want temporary workers versus full-time workers. I'm sure unions want full-time workers and full-time labor. I don't understand why you would want why you would want the first-year workers to get more money. I understand why you would want the long-term workers to also have more money. Um, I don't understand why somebody working there two years should be making the same amount of money as somebody who would maybe be working there 15. I don't understand that argument. And somebody could explain that to me if they wanted to. Fine. Uh, maybe I'll look into that more, and that could we can go into more topic, more more discussion about that tomorrow, perhaps. Um, but again, that that doesn't that back to why Biden's task is impossible. So Biden, again, if he, if he, if he doesn't give labor, get get labor 100% of what they want, and if if the automakers get just a little bit of what they want in the negoti- at the negotiating table, uh, the whiny left, and look, I'm part of the left, but I'm not part of the whiny left. The whiny left is going to be like, oh, he gave away too much to the, to, the, to the automakers. He's just in their pockets. That's why he's a conservative. He's no better than a Republican. On the other side of the coin, if it was Trump who was president right now and this was going on, and they were having this strike, and if Trump came in and, get, and, got, and the labor unions got 5% of what they were asking for, everyone would be like, look how wonderful Donald Trump is. He, gave the, he got the labor unions this, this little pittance, and it's so good of him to support labor like he does. He got them a little bit of money. Yay, Donald Trump. And everybody would be singing his praises for, for getting labor a little bit of money because, oh, he loves the workers so much. And he would be out there like, I love the workers. The workers are so good. And I made sure that they got more pay because they're, they're the workers and they love me for giving them more money. And, and people would be singing his praises. And even the far, and the far left, look, he focused and he made sure that the, that the labor got more money in. And he stuck it to those rich, like, it's ridiculous. Like Trump would get the credit for that. But Biden would get the blame for even though Biden would be getting them more more stuff than Trump would ever make sure that labor would get. It's just like the whole train deal. Like when when Biden didn't get when Biden like stopped the strike and to make sure that the rails would keep going and everyone complained that Biden stopped the rails strike from going on because we needed the rails to continue to keep working. But then, because Biden's not Trump and doesn't like to air everything publicly, the Biden administration kept working behind the scenes to try and get things done. And then he eventually got the deal done behind the scenes. And then they announced, hey, we got this deal done. And everyone's like, oh, well, that's good. Biden got this done. Good for him. But it was, he didn't get fanfare for it. Everyone just still remembers, oh, Biden came in and busted up the strike. He didn't get credit for the fact that he worked behind the scenes to make sure that the labor, that labor got what it ultimately wanted or got, got a deal that was better than, you know, what it initially had once the strike was, quote, busted. Like, he never gets the credit for what he does, mostly because he doesn't make a big show of it. 
That's because he's the adult in the room and Donald Trump is a baby. He's a whiny baby who has to make a big show of everything because to him, everything is all about him. Because like, just remember, he, he's the one, Trump is the one who wanted the giant military parade down the streets of Washington, D.C., not to honor the country, not to honor the military, but to honor him. Because everything would be for him and nobody else. That's the way it is. That's what I want it to be. Everything for me, because I'm the best president ever. That's, and that's, and everyone was like, oh, you know, that's just Trump being Trump. And everyone, that's what happens with Republicans all the time too. Everyone looks at Republicans and just say, oh, that's just Republicans being Republicans. So we're just, we just kind of shake our heads like, oh, silly Republicans, they're just being Republicans. But then the Democrats, you know don't get everything that everyone wants. And everyone's like, oh, the, Republican, the Democrats are terrible. Let's vote for Republicans because the Democrats didn't get us everything we wanted, so therefore they suck, and we're going to let the Republicans win this time because the people are fickle. And if they can't get everything they want from the Democrats, they'll let the Republicans win, stupidly. And that's why we struggle so much. That's why we lost Roe v. Wade. That's why we lost the Supreme Court. That's why we lost the House of Representatives this last election in 2022. People need to wake the hell up and stop being fickle. All right, let's see. Scroll back up to see what I missed again. Quote, lovers, not rapists. Uh, do, 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 do. Diane Russell, she's not really attractive if you take a sober second look. I'm not drunk. Maybe she's just not. A, maybe she's only attractive with makeup on. I don't know. Um, Alorasia, I agree. Ugly oozes out from within. Uh, throwing away what gives the appearance of decency. They've just been hiding behind. Let's see. Her know-it-all strutting around makes me sick. We're all the lucky ones, attractive both in looks. So I am all right. Exactly, Jeff. We are both. We are. We are attractive inside and out. Absolutely. Elizabeth, they put lipstick on a pig, pass them off as well dressed to get a Senate dress. I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything you could do to to MTG to make her look like anything but an overgrown Cabbage Patch kid. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Bill P, all the women like me and all the men want to be like me. Yeah. If MTG wore sleeves, she wouldn't have to shave her armpits. Y'all can throw up now. <laughs> Please don't make me barf. Uh, I met a man once and didn't find him attractive, kind of like the lead singer in Cars, but after knowing him, he became downright handsome. True. Hey, look. I was, I don't know if I talked about this in one of my uh, videos in the into unraveling toxic masculinity, but um, there was like there was a time in in college when I like I was kind of down on myself because of my weight and look I was much thinner than I am now. I may have been uh I could have been easily 150 pounds lighter and still thought I was fat. Okay? And um but there was this, it was like a span of three weeks where I had really great dates. And I just kind of dawned on me that 
hey, it's not my fault or their fault. It's not like if I see a woman that I'm attracted to and they're not attracted to me, that's not my fault. It's not their fault. They can't help who they're attracted to, and I can't help who they're attracted to. So if as long as they're not mean when they reject me, as long as, you know, and, and if they're mean when they reject me, you know, who wants them anyway? So, if, if, but if they, if they are not attracted to me, you know, for a, for a physical type of relationship, it, it's, it's not a reflection on me or them. It's just, it's just the way it is. So once I had that realization, I would say a come to Jesus moment, but I'm not Jewish, so it's not a come to Jesus moment. I, I immediately gained more self-confidence. And once I gained more self-confidence, I, I started dating more people. And I guess I became more attractive to people. Why? Because the confidence in and of itself made me more attractive. Or maybe just I was more attractive than I thought I was, and it gave me the confidence to go up and talk to people. And so I probably was more attractive than what I thought I was because later on in life as I became on Facebook and I, and I started reacquainting myself with friends or people that I knew from high school – and I started talking to people, and I found out that several people that I, that I had known in high school that I had crushes on that I thought were out of my league told me that they had crushes on me, and they thought I was out of their league. And I'm like, what? How? But, you know, hold on. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um Let's see. They haven't had raised since the Battle of Obama era. Look, and look, yeah, I, they all deserve more, more money. Don't get me wrong; they all deserve more money, and I'll go more into that tomorrow, probably when I get more in depth on the strike in and of itself. Um, let's see, since Dan tickets for Nernsdale and the family on sale. It turns out like the one in Houston, like they're free tickets unless I want a table up front. Um. I don't know which one I would go to. It seems like Houston, the, sh- the doors open at two. I just don't know which goes on first. I don't know what it makes sense to do. Like, the doors open at two, I could leave my house and go to the Houston. I don't know. I don't know what it makes sense to go to. If it makes sense for, if it makes more sense for me to go to the Dallas one because it's on Saturday, or if it makes sense for me to go to the Houston one because it's on Sunday, or if it makes sense for me to go to both because I could go to the one in Dallas and then go to the one in Houston and then come back home, I don't know. Um, let's see. The Biden supports the UAW. They haven't. I mean, Biden doesn't support the Biden supports union period. Biden is a union guy, but the leftists are going to be like, if Biden, you know, doesn't give the union everything they want, Biden's a capitalist, you know, shield who is, who is a Republican in disguise. That's the problem with the whiny left. Uh, let's see. Trump would take pride in making an executive order to force the issue in opposition to labor, of course. Um, Trump just trashed union execs and his usual gave executive millionaire management a pass, of course. Uh, Jolie, that surgery was way more rough than I told myself it was going to be. We need to ship away at their veneer. We shame the people who vote for them into power. Colorado's third district, Georgia's 14th. Let's see, Jolie, I'm so glad you're back. Just thinking about you, helping all as well. It's shameful these voters and these issues think so poorly of our country. Uh, unfortunately, they do. 
Um, let's see. Put a gas on me. Said we'll see you later. I pulled it off and said no. Better be seeing me the whole damn time. I'll see you later. <laughs> nice. When I when I went under for my tonsillectomy, when I was a kid, obviously. I mean, some people get tonsillectomies. That's a dope. But when I went under for my tonsillectomy, you know, they told me to count backwards or whatever, and I, so I did. Um, and I was just about to go under, and I don't. I guess they took off my pads or something, or my pads fell off or something. I don't know. But the last thing I remember hearing, when I right about right before I went went under, was the heart monitor going beep, and I was like. But I couldn't really do anything because I was right out. I was like, and then I woke up and I was like, what? Where am I? I was completely zoned out of it. And I'm like, I think I think my butt was like up in the air, like full on ass out to the world. And um, I'm just sitting there like, where am I? What the hell's going on? And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh. And then I and then I'm like, oh, I think I'm at the hospital. And then I looked down, I saw a little bit of blood on 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 the on the sheet or pillow or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I just had my tonsils out. And then I realized I just had my tonsils out, and then I realized my throat should be hurting, and then I felt my throat hurting, and then I started crying. So that was fun. So anyway, all right. Before we get to the uh, what should I call it? The uh, the all right, Diane, thank you for joining very much. Appreciate you. Um, remember to correspond with some videos, like, share some videos, comment on some, help the algorithms, um, tell other people to subscribe to the channel. 275 left to go before we can get monetized. Um, before we get, we'll do the Jimmy Buffett stuff first, and then we will go into the um, unraveling toxic masculinity stuff. <laughs> Um, I've got scars and bruises from getting hit with 200 joules from a flat line. Oof. Um, so Jimmy Buffett, Aaron's heard this before because Aaron was listening during my nerdy dance stream when I talked about this, spoke about this. Um, first thing, um, I became like freshman year of college when I first started listening to Jimmy Buffett a lot. Um, you know, songs, you know, by heart is probably the one I listen to the most often, you know, greatest hit stuff, everything, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, so Cheeseburger in Paradise, you know, all the other songs that you would listen to on that, on that album. So I went to Margaritaville because they opened up a Margaritaville here in New Orleans and Jimmy Buffett loved New, loves New Orleans, loved New Orleans, I should say. So they open up a Margaritaville and I go down to Margaritaville cause I want, I wanted to go to Margaritaville and <laughs> that's funny, Jeff. Um, and of course at the first time in Margaritaville, what do you order but a cheeseburger in paradise? So obviously I order a cheeseburger in paradise and I order the cheeseburger in paradise. I want to order the cheeseburger in paradise just like you would get in the song. Um, so how does the song go? Like, I like mine with lettuce and tomato, Heinz 57 and French fried potatoes, big kosher pickle and a cold draft beer. So 
got myself a cold, had a cold draft beer to start off with because, you know, that's what you have to start off with, cold draft beer, right? So then I ordered my cheeseburger in paradise. How would you like a dress? You, and so I said, do you want, they were like, onions? I'm like, I don't want any onions because the song doesn't have onions. So what, what side do you want? Well, obviously, I want French fries as my side because the song comes with French fried potatoes. So obviously, I want French fried potatoes. Does it come with a pickle? Yes, it comes with a pickle. Good. Um, so big kosher pickle and French fried potatoes. So the burger comes. I'm looking at my table. There's some ketchup. There's mustard. I look at the bun. I ask the waitress, excuse me, do you have any Heinz 57? No. What? No, we don't have any Heinz 57. Are you aware of how the song goes? No. The song Cheeseburger Paradise says, I like mine with lettuce and tomato, Heinz 57 and French fried potatoes, big kosher pickle and a cold draft beer. How the hell can you have a restaurant that's Margaritaville for Jimmy Buffett that's run and owned by, that's owned by Jimmy Buffett and have a burger on the menu called the Cheeseburger in Paradise, yet you don't have Heinz 57? It's ridiculous. I still ate it. It was fine, but it's absolutely absurd that they did not have Heinz 57 at the restaurant. Like, I didn't go all Karen on them. I probably still should have. It would have been funny. I mean, you didn't have Karens back in the day. You didn't have official Karens back in the day, but you should have. I should have been like, look, I'm not complaining about your weight staff. I'm not complaining or anything about the But, but if, if your song is Cheeseburger in Paradise, and, and your song lists how you have your cheeseburger. But you shouldn't be able to order the sandwich just like you get in the song. Come on. Come on. So that's, that's, that's story number one with Jimmy Buffett, about Jimmy Buffett. Story number two with Jimmy Buffett. As I've talked about, spoke about on, on the show, I enjoy karaoke. Um, I like to do karaoke. I won a karaoke contest on a carnival cruise doing my Louis Armstrong impersonation. Um, came in number two and another. Uh, Jeff, I actually, I, Jeff, I actually prefer A1 over Heinz 57, to be honest. I think I did ask for A1 and they had A1, so I put A1 on it. But I wanted the authentic deal. I wanted to be like Jimmy Buffett and order the sandwich just like Jimmy Buffett would have it because it was the cheeseburger in paradise. I wanted to see what Jimmy Buffett the rave was all about. Anyway, so I'm on the Disney cruise. And sometimes when I do karaoke, I'll sing some songs that are a little more adult in theme. But because I was on a Disney cruise and uh, most of the karaoke in the Disney cruise, there were kids there. So I made sure that my songs were, were either Disney related or at least not adult themed. Fine. I'm, there's plenty of songs to sing. I can have a good time. But there was one specific karaoke time where it said specifically 18 plus karaoke. So it's adults only karaoke. So this tells me that I can have a little more free reign and I can sing what I want to sing. Now, I didn't go up there and sing my neck, my back. I, 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 you know, however, you know, I sang Laid by James, which includes the lyrics. She only comes when she's on top. And... I also decided to sing 
Jimmy Buffett's Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw. Um, and so I started the barmaid, bring a pitcher, another round of brew. Honey, why don't we get drunk and screw? And I said this, and like half of the crowd like gasped, and like the karaoke person was just also like all like shocked, and was like, "You mean screw like screwdriver like the drink like?" And I'm like, like during the musical part, during like the musical intermission, I'm like, "Yes, totally. That's exactly what I mean at the 18 plus karaoke screwdriver, sure." So. Like, if if you're holding an 18-plus karaoke on a cruise, I don't care what your cruise line is, and if you don't want people to request songs like, why don't we get drunk and screw, then don't let people request it or take it off the list all to begin with, Right? Like it doesn't make much sense to to get all like get all like huh, I can't believe it. This is a young guy. Like I'm sure he's heard the song before, and this is all all 18 plus. Like come on. Like my son's band did a radio show. They were plugging A1 sauce as the drug of choice. They've been contacted for possible deal. That's awesome, dude. That's great. Um, Dan went full Trump and started throwing ketchup at the wall. Hilarious. Um, see, I should start doing a rant about Heinz 57 and then be like liberal Dan radio, you know, Heinz 57, the official condiment of liberal Dan radio. <laughs> um, I mean, the Heinz isn't, uh, John Kerry related marriage to Teresa Heinz. So that would be, you know, appropriate, right? Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like there were, he was all, it was all like just shocked that I was saying, why don't we get drunk and screw? And what's funny is like, you know, he has a bunch of like a pirate at 40 or whatever. Like one of us was like, I'm sitting there dressed up as a pirate. It was pirates night on the cruise ship. I was all sweating my balls off, dressed up as a pirate, like singing that and James Lade, like, holy crap. Like, I was hot, but it was funny. Um, Heinz is so patient, he's making me wait. (laughs) What's up, Andrea? How's it going? Good to see you. You came in just in time to hear me sing, Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw. (laughs) Why don't we get drunk and screw? I just bought... Anyway, so let's go ahead. Let me go dig up. One of my Whatchamahoojis, one of the videos that I want to do a reaction to so we could do a uh, another reaction to these idiots. Uh, let's see, is this one of the ones that I want to do? Let's see. I just bought a water bed. It's filled up for me and you. They say you are a snub queen. Honey, I don't think that's true. So why don't we get drunk and screw? So the, the name the name of this video 
is it's from this whatever podcast again. Um, let's see. I guess I should let's let's switch to alternate. There we go. Almost hit stop streaming. That would not have been good. Um, sounds like I thought someone would have to come through the door. <laughs> so we're, we're, gonna, we're again, as always. We'll introduce, I'm going to introduce the video as if, you know, I'm doing it as a clip. And at the end of the video, I'm going to end it as if I'm ending a clip, but I won't be ending the show as that. So don't start leaving just because what are your, once I say, what are your thoughts, leave your comments, like, and subscribe. And remember, have a good day. Um, I won't because I'm not ending the show right at that point, but I'm, I'll, I'll be react. It's just the end of this reaction video. So um, aren't they kind of young? They do look kind of young, but they're probably like 18 to 20, but because that's the type of women that these folks like. These 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 toxic men, these men's rights, alpha men type folks, the 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 pro chauvinist or whatever they want to call themselves. I'm not sure exactly how the whatever podcast people call themselves. I know the they'll have on alphas or whatever, but these pro like men are better than women type folks or whatever will have on all of these young women and then try and shame them or whatever. We'll see, I guess, how old they are. But um, anyway, here goes. So here's my next video in the Unraveling Toxic Masculinity. And in this video, it's actually from the Whatever Podcast, and it's called She Uses, quote, Toxic Masculinity to Cope About Men Not Committing to Her. So let's see what brilliant comments these so-called uh, dudes have to say. I haven't watched this one. I just I just saw the title and was like, if I'm unraveling toxic masculinity and they're putting toxic masculinity in quotes, this has got to fit well in this playlist. So let's see what they have to say. I'm saying they're like, shit, okay, so, so she's not necessarily wording herself properly. That's fine, whatever. But, I mean, this is some of, some of the things that, he likes this guy likes to paint his guests into a corner and then kind of attack them for after he paints them into a corner as far as I've seen so far at least so she wishes people who she dated would be more honest. And that's not a horrible thing to wish for. Everybody should be more honest about what they want, what they expect and what, you know, that's what every, I mean, that's not a bad thing to wish for. I mean, one would think that even if, if you're, I said this in one of the other reaction videos, if you are a dude and you just want to have a, like a sexual relationship and you're not looking for a commitment, be upfront about that. I'm sure you'll find people who also, who are women who also want that too. It's not a bad thing. Just don't, you don't have to lie to hit it, as the young folks might say. <laughs> Again, see, he, he misrepresented what she said. She wants people to be honest. She didn't say she, she's tired of the hookup culture. She just said he, she wants people to be honest. He's manipulating her words to try and make a point. Multiple proms, eh? So maybe they are just fresh out of high school. I don't know.
like they ghost you, I guess. I guess the word that she's looking for is like they, or they, they decide uh, all of a sudden relationship over, like how, uh, what's his face? What's, what's the, what's the guy um, that just got in trouble who was married to Katy Perry and what's his, what's his name? Um, the angel dust, what's his face to, who, who just got accused of raping people 10 years ago. Well, he probably doesn't know. Well, he probably knows what the idea is, maybe, but he rejects the idea. But maybe he knows the straw man of the idea, and he rejects it. But, yeah, um, that's probably a lot to do with it because men often are told to reject their feelings or to not embrace their feelings because of toxic masculinity. So let's continue. Of course he doesn't think there's such a thing because he probably doesn't know what the words mean. Let's qualify my statement. I'm going to tell you what I think it means, and I'm going to be wrong about it. Uh, here we go. It's it's wrong to add toxic in front of masculinity because masculinity isn't toxic. No, it's not what they mean. They're not. You're not saying that all masculinity is toxic just because you're saying toxic. We're saying that if there's a subset of masculinity that's toxic, and that's what we're trying to eradicate. Like there are. There are men out there who, who have positive, wholesome masculinity, like, you know, Bob Ross and Mr. Rogers, LeVar Burton, lots of other, John Cena, lots of other folks who are out there who are promoting good things, who represent the, the good that men can be, who represent good examples of what men can be and should be, who, who are doing the right things. And then there are gross people like y'all and the Fresh and Fit podcast who represent the other side of that coin, who are the uh, poster boys of toxic masculinity, like the people who say that women are only good for, you know, one thing. The word that you're probably looking for when it comes to toxic femininity is really internalized misogyny. Uh, but um, <laughs> Jeff Curry, why ain't the blue-haired woman moving? Because it's not a woman; it's a sex doll. That's the thing. Like, here, cause here's the thing. It's it, toxic masculinity is what the ideas that society places on men of how men are supposed to act. That's what toxic masculinity is. It's not. Yes, there are men individually who are toxic. That that's not what we're talking about. There are specifically men who are toxic. There are definitely women who are toxic. There are non-binary folks who are toxic. We're not talking about individual people. We're talking about the expectations of society or that society places on men that are unrealistic, that, that tell men that we can't show feelings, that if we seek out therapy, we're somehow weak, that if, that if we, that we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to be studs if we go out and, you know, seek out all of the women and get as many sexual partners as possible. But yet 
women who do the same thing are sluts. That's toxic masculinity. Those general ideas that y'all teach. I think a better way of what you're trying to say is that there's there's these uh, patriarchal standards that we've had for generations that are, you know, that withhold certain, you know, gender roles that, you know, are, you say men are supposed to do certain things, women are supposed to do certain things, but some of those ideas are antiquated, and as such, we're trying to change them, and some of those ideas are toxic. See, the one with the blue hair is not raising her hand. <laughs> She's on the fence because of what he said, but what he said was wrong because what he said was was a straw man representation of what toxic masculinity is because they always represent straw man definitions of what things are. Like they don't understand what privilege is because privilege is not about the individual. It's about the law of averages, but what the average person in the group deals with. So, but they'll be like, well, show me an end of person living in a trailer park. That person's not privileged. No, it's, it's about what the average person deals with. Privilege is not about the individual, it's about the group. Toxic masculinity is not about the individual toxic person. Yes, you can have an individual person who's hella toxic, but it's about toxic masculinity is about the, the standards that society places on men the ideals that society puts on men that require that, that says that we have to behave a certain way as men. And if we don't, we're somehow less masculine and somehow we're lesser of people because if we don't do those things, we, you know, we're like, we're betas. If we don't, you know, we're, we're beta men. If we don't do X, Y, or Z, because somehow we show love and affection outwardly. We help raise our children so, you know, we, we want to, you know, spend time with our kids. We think that, you know, women should have equal say in relationships, that sort of thing. You know, we, we dare think those things. So, therefore, you know, if we think those things, we're fighting against toxic masculinity. Therefore, we're betas. Well, there's, there's because there's toxic masculinity comes from, patriarchal standards there is no matriarchal standards so you can't have toxic femininity if you without a matriarchy right you can't if there's no matriarchy you can't have toxic femininity because you don't understand what toxic masculinity is there can be no toxic femininity without a matriarchy all right so we're, we're getting an ad so we're just going to let the ad play Skip the ad. Ah, nope. That, Hold on. We screwed up. The wrong button. All right. So let's see if we can. I've done 
screwed this up. <laughs> there we go. Let's fast forward again. I don't want to get canceled. Let's let. I think I think we skipped them for a little bit too far. There we go. We're back. Oh, he's struggling. He knows that what he's about to say is problematic, but he still can't handle it. <laughs> um If you, in order to to represent the idea, like you would have to have privilege, you would have to be part of a privileged class in order to be represented like that. So the only way you could have one of those things is you would have to be in a privileged group in order to have that toxicity. Now I haven't necessarily seen it put that way, but you know, like white supremacists and white supremacy, like you have white supremacy as an example. So there's no black supremacy. You might have some black supremacists who people who think that black people should be in charge of Supreme, but you, there is no black supremacy, but you do have a white supremacy. There is, and, and you have people who are who fight to maintain the white supremacy. So that's the difference that that's there's, there is a white supremacy. There's no black supremacy. So, so that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the comparison there. So you're not saying toxic whiteness and versus toxic blackness. You're saying that, but the symbol, the, the comparison of, of toxic masculinity is white supremacy. That that's kind of where it goes. That, that's kind of where the the line kind of gets compared there. So um, he's trying, but again, this is what they try and do. They try and tear down valid ideas by trying to throw spaghetti at the wall and trying to see if something fits. It's not maleness that needs to be pathologized. It's just talking about the standards that society puts on men. That's the thing. It's it's not the underlying thing of men that is that that's being pathologized. It's not what what's underneath. It's what's being pushed down on men. That's the problem. It's it's what's it's 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 the requirements that society puts on men. That's the problem. Take those requirements off, you eliminate toxic masculinity, and and you and you you alleviate the burden that's put on men. There's a big burden that's put on men by society for to do all these things. You eliminate that, you eliminate the burden, you eliminate the toxicity. There's a lot of stress that's put up, that's put on men from this from toxic masculinity. The 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 idea that we can't go to therapy, the the idea that we can't show weakness. The idea that we can't show feelings, the idea that we can't cry—that's all toxic masculinity. That somehow, if we show our feelings, we're somehow weak. That if we that if we somehow are allowed that we show like that we cry about something, that we show feelings, that we're somehow weak—that's toxic masculinity. And society tells us that we're not allowed to do these things because if we do these things, we're betas. You know, no, we should be able to express our feelings, express our emotions, be able to. Be able to go if if we're having you know 
mental problems that, you know, that were issues that were anxiety that we're trying to deal with. We should be able to go seek help and not be chastised or criticized. We shouldn't be, shouldn't be ashamed of those things. But society tells us that we should be because as men, we're not supposed to do. We're supposed to suck it up and be men and walk it off and whatever. And don't, you know, just real men don't get upset about such things and blah, 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 blah. The idea of a real men don't do X, that's toxic masculinity. There's no such thing as a real man. Men should be able to have, be able to do whatever it is that men want to do and, and be able to handle their issues, be able to confide in people, be able to show affection, be able to tell their friends, I love you and, and, and not have it be the, Oh, it's gay. Like tell your male friends, I love you, man. And have it be like, you know, okay, it's, it's cool. You know, be able to be able to, you know, give your friend a, a, a warm embrace and not have it mean anything other than the fact like I care about you. But we can't because society or, or many people feel like as if they can't, because if they do, they're going to be judged by society and people like this and people like Myron from the Fresh and Fit and other folks like that help to perpetuate these things. And that's why I have this video series. Because we're fighting. We want to fight these toxic ideas. Let's continue. Oh, it's sexist. Thank you. Yes, that's toxic. See, he's automatically questioning it because she's managed to say what a final, what I've been saying. And he is like, that's toxic. Yes, of course, that's toxic. That's desire. So, see, he is perpetuating toxic masculinity. He, this is, he can't agree with her because if he agrees with her, if he agrees that that's toxic, then his podcast goes away. If he agrees with her that that's toxic, then his cash cow, his moneymaker goes away because his whole world gets disrupted. Because he makes money based on the idea that men have to behave this way. He needs a society that enforces these gender stereotypes. Because he needs the people to come along and put $100 uh, you know, super chats into this thing saying horrible things. He needs society to maintain these standards in order for his podcast to continue. For him to continue to make money doing whatever. And he, he needs men to be strong. But here's the thing. He has a wrong definition of what strong is. To me, and what society should be preaching is, it is a show of strength to be able to share your emotions, right? It should be seen as strength to be able to share what you're feeling, to be able to admit when you're wrong, to be able to seek help and improve yourself. Go to therapy. Make yourself better for the long run. That's true strength. But these people would tell you no. These people would say you have to bottle it up, that you can't cry, that you can't show emotion, that you need to bottle it up, that you have to hide it. And then you wind up with these angry incels who are mad at the world and can't talk to anybody about it. And they're afraid to talk to anybody about it because they're afraid that if they cry, that their peers are going to make fun of them for being wusses. Come on. 
And here's and he's just a, he's just he's compla- he just kind of kind of complained that people don't care about how men feel, but yet two seconds before he said that men should be able to show their feelings, show their emotions, and be able to cry. So which one is it, dude? Do you want men? Do you want people to care about how men feel, or do you, or, do, or should men be silent about and and not show their feelings? Because if you're going to perpetuate this idea that men should be strong and not show their feelings, then of course society is going to perpetuate this idea that we don't care how men feel because because we're going to tell men that in order to be strong, you can't show your feelings. And that's what you're doing with this podcast. That, I mean... Some women might, maybe the, here's the thing. If you are in this group of toxic quote alpha men, there's no such thing as an alpha man, but if you're in this group of alpha men and you're seeking to only date these particular type of women, maybe there are particular women who are toxic who would lose attraction to you if you show your feelings Right, because those women also perpetuate toxic masculinity because they've subscribed and internalized this misogyny of what a real man should be. Therefore, they're going to only date the people whose society says that men should act like, and they're not going to want to be seen with men who don't act the way that society deems that men should be like because they're going to only want to be with the men that could be the status symbols. So therefore you as the guy are looking, are going after the wrong women, but there are plenty of women and I'm fortunate enough to have married one who will not lose attraction to you because you show your emotions because you show, there are plenty of women who will see you I don't want to say they're women or other folks who you might be attracted to because, again, he these people speak in a very gender binary type way. They don't even acknowledge the fact that you know you might date somebody who's non-binary, you might date somebody who's gender non-conforming, or there might even be you know homosexual relationships, lesbian relationships, whatever. That you know they don't even take that into consideration in these types of things. So we're just going to be talking in their realm, I should say. Um, there are people, if you show your emotions, you show your feelings, that's going to make you more attractive to them. But they don't even take the time to consider that possibility because to them, that's not even a possibility because those type of women are not, the, are not going to be in the group of people who want, quote, high value men that they're supposedly wanting to be. Not all women. We had one woman one woman represents all of them, or most of them, or a bunch of them. One woman says this, therefore it must be true. That woman is a horrible person. That woman is, would be like, well, if my woman lost, a, if my boyfriend lost a fight, then I wouldn't be long longer be attracted to him. Okay, screw her. She's a horrible person. If, you, if I was that woman's boyfriend, I would, and I was, you know, not married, and I was dating this 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 woman, and I heard her say that, I'd break up with her immediately, because that's not the type of person I want to be with. 
I want to be with somebody who is supportive of me, regardless of what happened to me. So, you know, but don't use the extreme toxic, toxic one person as the example as to why you shouldn't be able to show emotions. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to show, show what society deems as weakness, because oftentimes what society deems as weakness is wrong. Holy stereotypes, Batman. I completely disagree. I mean, I I don't know. You know, I, I think individ, I think how all individuals show their emotions is different. It, people are individuals. I've there are there are plenty of women that I've dated throughout the years who show their emotions differently, and I, I show my emotions differently than many male friends that I've known throughout the years, non-binary folks show their feelings differently throughout the years. Individuals show their opinions, show their feelings differently. It's not gender specific as to how people show their opinions, show their feelings. Shocking. Communication is very important. But as we've seen with some of these other videos, these guys don't want women who communicate. They don't want even to listen to their women that they're dating. And they would say they're women because they view women as property. They, don't, they want women to be property. They don't want women who, to communicate with. They don't even want to listen to their women. They want women who are going to be just there to put out. They don't want partners in a relationship. They just want people who are going to be there to be their sex dolls. They want people who are going to be there, who, who are going to be just a little more animate than the blue-haired one. Uh, Bill P., the girl in black keeps staring down at the dude's lap. It's probably because she's looking for something that might not exist. And that's toxic masculinity, but he's not going to see it. Open up about what the right? Actually, anything. Open up about your feelings, your emotions, what's going on with your life, what's, what's what your problems are, what how you, something that's wrong is happening in your day. Anything that's going on with your work, if there's a problem with a coworker, like anything, like and, and like that's the thing. If if you're dating somebody, if you're married to somebody, and that person can't is going to sit there and just be miserable, and you're the, the natural emotion that you're going to think is if they're not talking to you and telling you what the problem is, you're automatically going to assume that you're the problem because they're not telling you what the problem is. So you're going to assume that they're not talking to you, so it's you that's the problem. So that's one of the things. It's like the ability to talk. It's like what's 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 wrong? What happened with your day? And then just communicate. Oh well, this person at work did this, that, the other, and I'm having a real hard time with them. We're having a real time processing with it. A lot of the times, you know that you know, sometimes you can have the conversation of you know, there's a, there's always the conversation of do you need do you need a solution or do you do you just need to vent to me? Sometimes it's just good to have somebody who's just a sound who's just a sounding board who just 
you could just vet to, you could just talk things to, and you just, you just talk it out and you just, you just tell them what's wrong is and just letting it out is all you need to have it to make you feel better. Sometimes you just need somebody to talk to to maybe give you some advice and give another, another set of opinions to help you deal with the issues that are, that are going on. And sometimes you just need somebody to support you and say, yes, you know, you, you, you're, you're right. You, I support you. I think that you're doing a good job and, and, and screw those other people and I have your back. But if you don't share those things, then, then you, you can't let, then the other person can't let you know that they have your back and what you're doing or what you're dealing with because they don't know what you're dealing with because they're not psychic. But that's what happens when you don't have a true partnership. You have somebody like this who is like, talk to you about what? Don't be dry. I mean, he's not Ben Shapiro. And also, I guess that's a point, too. You're not always required to communicate. Maybe that's a good point that she raises. Maybe you don't feel at the moment that you can communicate it right now. And you could just say, look. I'm not angry at you. I'm just don't feel like I'm in a place where I can communicate my issues right now, but it has nothing to do with you. I I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I just need, I just need some alone time right now. Just, just let me have my space and just, just, just some reassuring that, look, this has nothing to do with you. I'm just dealing with something right now and I need, I need a little alone time. And just that a little bit of communication is, is probably enough to just let things, you know, at least tied over for a little bit until the person is ready to communicate with. But if there's no communication, that's not, that's not a good, healthy relationship. But again, it's not a good, healthy partnership. But again, they don't have partnerships. They don't want partnerships. This is not, and, and I, as I said in my last video, there are probably lots of people in, their, in these people's listenership who would ultimately love to have a partnership, but they're not teaching them how to have a partnership. They're teaching them how to have a one-way relationship, not a two-way relationship. And then when they fail to get a relationship, then they get mad because, oh, I'm an incel now because they can't get laid because they don't understand how it is to have a relationship with somebody that's two way, that's a two-way street. For, mo- for most men, commercial break. Come on. That's no, that's because you, 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 this is one of the problems with some of, with, with these videos and these groups of people that they are talking to. They have limited themselves to this subset of men that they talk to. So when they say most men, they're talking about most men that they hang around with, that they talk to, they purposely limit their grouping to people like them. So when they say most men, they're talking about most men like them. So most men like them date only the women that they choose to date. So they are already limiting the set of women that they're dating because they've only targeted a specific set of women. And so since they've limited the set of women to the people that they are going to choose to date, right? So they're dealing with this very small subset of people who are probably very shallow, who, who accept 
their terms of a relationship, like men are superior, women are inferior. That's how they feel. That's not how I feel. That's how they feel. They don't want equal partnerships. Men are in control. Women are subservient. That's how they feel. Um, so they're, if, if you're already find dating women who accept those roles, those gender roles, and you're already, if you're already finding people who are, who are, who believe in the, uh, toxic masculinity or not, you don't call it that, but if you're already finding people who believe in those gender roles that you subscribe to and you perpetuate, and then you show um, your emotions and feelings, of course, they're going to lose attraction to you and reject you because you've already limited yourself to those people who follow your rules. If you dated people outside of that group, if you actually found people, if you opened yourself up to the idea that women should be equal, if you, if you, if you broke yourself out of this mold of the toxic masculinity and, and, and opened yourself to the idea that, that if in a relationship that men and women should be 50, 50 or saying men and women, because again, y'all are breaking it down to men and women. If, if you believe that in a relationship that people should be 50, 50 partners in, in a, in a monogamous relationship, in, in, in a in a single where, where one person dates another person relationship if, if both people in a relationship should be 50 50 partners regardless of what the gender is if, if you if you if you open yourself up to that idea and and you and you're and you, and you then look at your partner as an equal then guess what if you're gonna you then show your emotion to that person that person is not going to likely lose their attraction to you because you've now not found yourself somebody who's dating you for shallow reasons. You're finding somebody who's dating you for real reasons. But if y'all only date people who are shallow, they're going to break up with you for shallow reasons. They're going to lose attraction to you for shallow reasons. Get it? Because you pick shallow people, because you're being a shallow person. Like, he's so close there. Like, he got to a point in, in, in the relationship where he felt like, maybe I could trust this person with, by opening up to this person and telling them about something in my life. And, but because he picked somebody based on his shallow reasoning, because he believes in these relationship ideals to him, that person then rejected him because, well, he picked somebody based on his, what he feels are, what a relationship should be. So, of course, they're going to reject him. Of course, they're going to lose interest in him because he set himself up to fail. He set his relationship up to fail. He does. He 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 should have known that he should have never opened himself up because he created a relationship where he couldn't open himself up because he created a relationship that was created in a shell of toxic masculinity. 
because you picked wrong, dude. They're not outliers, though. I would love to be able to debate this guy. I would love to be able to have a conversation with this guy because, I mean, look, I don't know if if he will ever find my podcast. He may never. But if he ever finds my podcast, I would love to have a conversation on this because he is artificially restricting the group of people who he's dating to to the people who accept his worldview. And because he's limited his the group of people who he'll date to the people who accept his worldview, he then has to understand that when he does something that's external to his worldview, like showing emotion, he needs to understand that they're going to leave, that they're going to be like, what? You're not this type of person that I dated. You're different than the per- – you're, you're doing something that's not what you said. You are. You're showing emotions. I don't like that. You're, you're, you, you've now done false advertising, I guess. To me, like, I can only if, – if he opened himself up and, and said, look, I'm going to go find myself somebody who is, who, is a, who is going to be an equal partner, 50-50, and I'm going to dump this whole idea of men being superior – and, and if I'm misrepresenting him and, and, and putting him as being too much like Myron from Fresh and Fit, he's more than welcome to correct me. But he seems like they're on very similar wavelengths. But if he opened himself up to the idea that, that people in relationships can be equal partners and, that, and found somebody who accepts the idea that, you know, embraces the idea that men don't have these roles that they have to hold themselves to, these standards that they need to hold themselves to, or else they'll seen as, as beta or, or somehow lesser of a man. I'm sure he would, and then he, was, he would be able, but he would have to do that. Then in order for them, him to be able to do that, he would have to be able to bust down those walls that he's probably built up now. Because he said in several relationships at this point, he's gotten to a point where he's felt somewhat comfortable enough to be able to share something with the person he was with and they've rejected him for it. So he probably has several walls built up now that says, well, I can't do this anymore. I can't share my feelings with anybody because every time I do it, I get shut down. But he has to unlearn the, that idea and understand that the reason that they've shut him down is because he's already limited the group of people that he's dating to only those people who accept his limited worldview. I think it would be situational. I mean, I think that, you know, if I'm, if I'm in a situation where I'm upset about something like already and I go on with a date and I then start crying on a date, that's kind of weird. I should have probably canceled the date. I should have said, look, I'm going through something right now. I need to reschedule. And if, and if I lose the opportunity to have a date with that person, I'm assuming I'm dating, um, then, oh, well, like, but, like, let's say I'm out on a date and I get, in, like, a family member of mine died while I'm on the middle of the date. I'm probably going to cry. And if that person then loses interest in me because my family member died, then that person sucks 
if they don't understand that I'm upset because a family member died. Right? So I think it, it's situational. It's situational at that point. You know, maybe let's say on the first date we go to a movie, right? Maybe we go to a movie and the movie is a sad one and it makes me tear up. That maybe, maybe that's what he's talking about. I'll know. But hey, I, I might cry at a sad part of the movie. And that, hell, that could be a good book. If, if, if they're upset, if, they're, if they think I'm less of a person because I cried a sad part of the movie, like if I took somebody to go see Seven Pounds and, and let's say that was the date that we went to. And, and at the end of the movie, they saw me crying and they judged me for it. Screw them. Because that was a touching ass. I cried at the end of Seven Pounds. I, I was bawling. It was very touching. And it was, and look, Maybe it's not a good first date movie, but hell, if, if they're not crying too, maybe that's not a good date to begin with because you're dating the wrong people, because you've created this artificial subset of people who you date that accept your views on the world and your views on the world are wrong. This is proof that your views on the world are wrong that your views on relationships are wrong, that your views on the roles uh, of men and women are wrong. That's what you should take away from this. Not that men should uphold these gender roles, but that your view of these gender roles are wrong. Like that, that's, that's what you should have learned from this, that you, you, you should change your worldview because by, only, by dating these people – He's continuously dating these same type of people and not understanding that the, the, the reason that he's having these problems in life and love is because he's artificially restricting himself to people who accept this toxic worldview of his. Jolie, he needs some therapy. He does need some therapy. He needs a lot of therapy, but he won't. I, I, I would bet money that he would never go to therapy because that would require him admitting that he needs help, which would require him admitting a weakness or a flaw, which is not very manly of him. And also, it's very well possible that he's confusing causation and correlation. There could have been something completely different that happened that just happened to happen at the same time as the fight or maybe he felt embarrassed about getting his ass beat and I'm I mean he's I'm, nobody should have attacked him I'm not blaming him for getting his ass beat nobody should have attacked him but maybe he was embarrassed by getting his ass beat and maybe he was the one who was lashing out because he felt embarrassed by getting his ass beat and was getting angry because he got his ass beat and maybe he was the one that was starting the fight but he was unwilling to admit that he was the one starting the fight because we don't know. We don't have her side of the story. So it's very well possible that he was the one causing the problems after the fight. We don't know. We're just hearing his side of the story. That's, I'm just throwing that out there, that it could very well have been him. Last, and, and, and maybe it's because he's dealing with the trauma of getting attacked. And he needed to deal with, maybe he needed to go get therapy after getting attacked to deal with the trauma of getting attacked, but he didn't. 
because men don't get therapy, maybe. And as such, because he didn't, he, he dealt with the, the issues that he had after getting attacked in the wrong way. And maybe he's, he was the one starting the arguments, and maybe it wasn't her that was starting the arguments. Maybe that was the ca- catalyst of the fight. Never know, because we don't have her side of the story. We just have his. So do we believe that he is a truthful narrator of the events that happened? I don't know. I can't articulate what happened. See, Andrea in the chat, I'm sorry if a man does not have emotion and does not have compassion, and then there's something wrong. Exactly, that's what I say. Um, see, real Bill P, that's a realistic expectation. This guy is unrealistic. He has issues, absolutely. Uh, he, needs a, he needs a team of therapists. Basic military training would help him along, too. Um, Jeff Curry, am I the only one that cried at Helen Kumar, made it to White Castle? <laughs> Probably not. But it depends on how many people, there are probably, depends on, on the level of uh, THC in your system would depend on whether or not, how much tears flow through. I think the, there was a, maybe a direct correlation. Direct, the amount of THC in one system is directly proportional to the amount of tears that flowed uh, when they made it to White Castle. That's toxic masculinity. Exactly. He did not, he kept on not wanting for her to see him cry because he felt like he felt embarrassed because he didn't feel like she should see him like this. When in reality, if you're in a relationship, who better to see you like this than the person who's supposed to be with you, love you, care about you than a partner you could, but they don't want partners. That's what they think. They don't want partners. Let's see. Bill P., how long is long-term this young lady? I have socks older there. I mean, they do have rather young people on this, on this channel. So to, to, when I was this young, uh, a several-month-long relationship to me was a long-term relationship as well. So let, let's, let's give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt on that one. So that, again, he is picking only the women in his relationships <coughs> who subscribe to his relationship. Nobody is go- he's not going to date anybody. He's not going to find anybody who's going to want to be in a relationship, especially with him doing this podcast. I don't know how long he's done this podcast, but for, with him doing this podcast and being, I guess, as well-known as he is amongst the people with who knows him, he is not going to be meeting anybody who is going to, I guess, not know who he is, or he's not going to find people. He's not going to date people who don't accept, accept his worldview already. He's going to only date people who 
want to subscribe to his worldview. So again, he's limiting himself to those people. So again, those people are then going to reject him if he acts outside of how he feels men should behave. Ooh, I wanna. I'm definitely wanna. I wanna see how he answers about mental health. This is gonna answer a lot of questions. He's gonna reject that out of hand because, again, he restricts the dating pool to people who don't want men who show their emotion because he only wants to date the people who want to date alphas. I mean, this they have, for the exception of when they all agreed with toxic femininity, because you can't have toxic femininity without a matriarchy, and there's no such thing as a matriarchy. Um, for, I mean, these, I, I like how he's looking at the, at the camera like, you know, I disagree with all these, or whoever he's looking at, he's looking at them like, yeah, whatever. But I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen um, the, his podcast or whatever, or a video from his podcast, and have all of these women speaking truth bombs to him. And he's just, I don't think he knows how to handle it. But that's the thing. If you're a partner with them, you can trust them. But they don't have partners. They have, they have animate sex dolls. That's who they date, animate sex dolls. If you, if you can't communicate everything to a partner, then you can't communicate with you're not communicating with your partner. Then it's not a partner. If you can't feel like you can be open and honest with your partner about everything, then you don't have a partner. Because they're dating, they, they've limited themselves. Like this dude has limited, limited themselves. Like, and also, there's all there may be there may be issues of maybe again some of these women also perpetuate toxic masculinity. There are, there, are, there are cases where, you know, there are, there are black cops who perpetuate white supremacy by, and who, who by enforcing, you know, rules against black citizens. You know, there are, like, the, there, was, there are, you know, women who perpetuate the patriarchy because they support ideas like um, Pick Me Pearl, who we're going to see some videos of at, at some point soon. Uh, who wants to repeal the 19th Amendment, I think. Um, 
you know, who want who support these, you know, misogynistic ideas because she she supports the again antiquated gender roles. You know, women can support ideas that are toxic to women. Again, that, that, that goes back to, yes, there are toxic people. And if you're picking toxic people, then, then, then don't stop, then, you know, break up with that person. But I guarantee you that if you're purposely limiting yourself to the group of people who embrace your ideas of what a relationship should be, then you're artificially reducing your set of humans to a group of people that's going to contain a much higher subset of toxic people than you would if you would stop embracing these crappy ideas. Preach. But they don't want intimacy. They don't want intimacy. They, they, like to them, intimacy is probably weakness. They want someone who they can F their brains out. They don't want somebody who's going to be intimate with. Schrodinger's Schrodinger's uh, girlfriend, I guess he's going to bring up that, that you don't know whether or not. Now the odds are that if again, if if you open up your 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 dating pool to the people who you date to to people who are more have more empathy, then you're going to be more likely to find people who are like these young women who are more likely to be have empathy for you when dating. But if you close your dating pool to the people who lack empathy, like the people who would accept your worldview then you're not going to find people with empathy and you're not going to find people who are going to be accepting of you sharing your feelings with them. Bill P his blue haired lover fully understands his hangups and emotional deficiencies. He just has to make sure that he uh, cleans her out properly. Adolf, why is this dude representing male humans? Because, uh, apparently he makes it, he has enough subscribers on on Twitter on YouTube uh, to be able to get super chats. Yet I don't. That's the problem. You have a problem with your life. Go tell your male friends so your male friends can pick on you and call you a, a, a call you a huh, you're a pussy. Huh, you, you, you're weak. You're a loser. Huh, why are you crying about that? Huh. Now, I'm sure all of his male friends are going to be not supportive of him if if he comes to them and says, "Look, man, I'm having this real problem here. I'm really huh." You suck, man. Just suck it up and, and be a man. 
that's what his his male friends are going to say because I'm sure he doesn't have any male friends that he could open up to. And that's talk that I doubt any of his male friends are close enough to him to be able to. But again, that's that is toxic masculinity. You should be able to bring it up to your partner. If you can't, you don't have a partner. I've said that a million times, and I'll say it a million more. I'm sure I'll say it a million more times in many of the videos that come up. These don't want these men don't want partners. And Cynthia from Texas, absolutely right. Intimacy doesn't mean sex. Intimacy means a whole lot of things. They don't want intimacy, though. They don't want somebody who, with whom they can have, be intimate with. They only want somebody who they can control and who they can F whenever they want to. Okay, he has a wall. He has, you have, he's going to just keep repeating it over and over again he, because he's built up this wall because that's, that's, who, that's, who he's, that's who he's only dated because that's who he's artificially built, built this relationship, built these relationships with only with these people who accept his worldview. So therefore, that's, that's the only people who he has experience with. Therefore, he's, he's gonna, it's a self-perpetuating cycle that only he can break by breaking out of his dating cycle, but he can only break out of his dating cycle, breaks this idea of what a relationship should be. And then he had, but in order to do that, he has to break out of this idea of what a man should be, which means he has to embrace this idea of what toxic masculinity actually is and then help shatter it. And that's what I said, what, about 20, 30 minutes ago, because, Jesus, this has gone an hour. Holy crap. And that's what I said about 30 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago as well. You're, if you can show emotion, that is strength. We circled back around to what I said, holy crap, 40 minutes ago or whatever. Exactly. It's not ideal, though. That's not your ideal because you don't consider your part, your uh, your woman or your girl, as he puts it, to be your partner because you don't look at women as partners. They look at women as something else, as property. Uh, I mean, it's possible that his feelings can, can, maybe his feelings do end up hurting her feelings, and then you work it out and you talk about it, and you have a conversation. That's what happens in relationships. Sometimes both people get upset, and you work it out, and you talk it out like adults, but they don't want adult relationships. 
Word indeed. Anywho, so that is the end of this uh, response and, and, and commentary and response video to the She Uses Toxic Masculinity to Cope About Men Not Committing Her. What are your thoughts? Like and, like and subscribe to the video. Leave your comments below. Please remember to subscribe and have a good day. Anyway, so that was that. Um, let's roll back to some of the comments. Notice he makes no eye contact with the young ladies. I mean, he makes some, but yeah, he's absolutely, he, he absolutely can't handle. I mean, these, 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 from what I've seen from some of his videos, he was having a hard time dealing with a lot of the points that they were making. And they were making a lot of good points. They, they were hitting, you know, I, I mean, I, I can't help that I was actually making a lot of points that they were making much sooner. Uh, but it's good to know that they were also making the same points because it was, you know, whatever. Cynthia, I've never been property. And, and that's good. And I've never, I've never viewed women as, as property either. It, 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 should, it should not be the case. But unfortunately, you have these groups of people who don't, oh, who don't, you know, view their, the women that they date as equals, that they want people who are going to be subservient. I mean, I think the, the Fresh and Fit podcast, the other one that I, that I have done response videos to, have stressed that more than so far he has. There are, I've seen some other videos of his that I haven't responded to yet, that where he has other men who are on who do stress the ideas of women being subservient to men. So he will have men on who will stress those things. Um, I think he's less vocal about it. Uh, he is, he is less vocal about those things, but he still supports those ideals from what I've seen so far. Um, but he's, as you've seen throughout the, the course of that whole video, he perpetuates these toxic ideas. He, he, you know, believes that he can't, he can't cry in front of a, in front of his partner. He, I can't, I, I keep calling it partner because I, I have a hard time not referring to somebody who, who I'm in a relationship with as a partner, because if I'm in a relationship with somebody, they're my partner. Like as I, as I talked about my wife last week, as I've talked about my wife, I, I had a, I had a, there was somebody who made a rude ass comment to my wife on a Facebook post earlier today about, um, somebody said something about how my wife looks like somebody who they would, who her boyfriend would never bring to meet his mom or something. And I was like, uh, hi, I'm the husband here. And, uh, uh, I, when my mom was in the hospital early when we were dating and I couldn't afford a flight, uh, she offered to help drive me up to Baltimore in an 18 hour drive, just so I could make sure to see my uh, mom in the hospital, just in case something happened. Um, so yeah, that's the type of person that my wife is. And you'll, you'd be lucky to find yourself somebody who is as caring as emotional as, as thoughtful and as beautiful as, as my wife is. Um, and then I also said something to the effect of looking at your Facebook profile, it looks like your family tree is more like a wreath. Um, and that's why I went ahead and said, uh, I went and said on my Facebook page itself, if I happen to not be able to use Facebook for the next three days, just know it was worth it. <laughs> because, oh, that, that comment was so worth it. 
Um, so if I have, and I'm actually not, I'm actually have no restrictions on my Facebook page right now. I've managed to go long enough on Facebook. So I don't have any warnings on my Facebook page currently. So maybe it would just earn me a warning. Oh, that comment was so worth it. I just loved the whole, your family tree must look like a wreath. I was going to say it looks like your family tree circles back on itself, but I thought that might've been too specific, but saying that the family tree looks like a wreath, I think might've been an easy way to get away with it. Um, Cynthia protects the men who can rebuild my engine don't want to read books. Men who can have deep conversations wait 45 minutes for AAA to change a flat. I don't know what to do. Um, Robo Peters is on why I only use YouTube, no other social media. Well, here's the thing, Cynthia from Texas. Um, I mean, I can't rebuild an engine, but I can have a, I can rebuild, I can have, I can have a deep conversation and change a flat. Now, I have called AAA to change a flat back when I had old, 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 for a while, my lug nuts became too hard to, to take off. So I needed that extra do super duper, you know, wrench. My old wrench wasn't working, but I can change my own tire and I can, I can do like, like, for example, like when I had to, I was having some, my, my light, my headlights, I can like replace my headlights. I can, you know, I've done minimal stuff to my car to help, you know, take care of my car. Um, so I'll do that. But I also can have a meaningful, in-depth conversation. Um, so imagine a world where Ben Shapiro was actually Dylan Mulvaney and Dragon playing a social media version of Victor Victoria. <laughs> That's funny. Um, somebody said something today about Louisiana has been the driest it's been in a very long time. And I was like, please don't tell Ben Shapiro that because he's going to come and want to visit. And we don't need that right now. Um, so Cynthia Protectors, Dan Idori, but you're married. I'm just saying... There, there are. If I'm, I can't be the only one who can have an who can have an educated conversation and also change a tire. Um, now I can't rebuild an engine to save my life. If, if if it came time for me to have to rebuild an engine, I would I would take it in to get the engine rebuilt. Now I could probably figure out something a little more complicated, a little less complicated than that, and a little more complicated than changing a light bulb. But there's got to be other folks out there like me who can do some of column A and some of column B because I'm not going to be like Jeannie and say you'll never have a friend like me. Bringing a full circle to Aladdin and rubbing the lamp because that's what I do. Um, Anywho. So, uh, So anyway, I think that should be the end of this show. I, I actually went longer than I anticipated going. Um, so it is what it is. Thank you, Donald. And Hey guys, there was no Gibson media tonight. Look at that. Real defeated. My wife is beside me and she can verify my claims, Wait, your wife is beside you and didn't fall asleep. Every time my wife listens, are you listening on your headphones? Because when we were in, when we were evacuated for Ida, and my wife was was beside me when I was doing my podcast, she knocked out in like the first ten minutes. Then of course, good night, Aaron. Um, I'm I'm about to leave soon anyway. Um, the uh, the uh, of course when we were in, I guess again when we were evacuated during Ida, I was not speaking like this because I was concerned that this voice 
would travel throughout the house because we had an air duct right by where my computer was. And um, so I wasn't using my, my deep bass voice. I was doing my, uh, my uh, NPR, Liberal Dan voice. And I'd be like, welcome to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from Milledgeville, Georgia. And within the first five, ten minutes from behind me, I'd hear, because she was knocked out. And I'm sitting here like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say that it was my nice, the dulcet tones of Liberal Dan Radio. That was what put her to sleep and not the boring conversation. But then again, um, you know, could be the politics. Who knows? Uh, maybe it's the, you know, she's, she's not that political. She can be. She's liberal. She's very liberal. She's leftist. She's, she will stand up and fight for the issues. She just doesn't like to talk about it on or listen to it all that much. Um, anywho. Um, I don't know why Gibson Media not, 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 didn't show up today. Maybe he had other plans. Maybe he's doing his own podcast right now. I don't know. Um, it's possible that his, his own podcast is at this point. So, anywho. Um, good night, Aaron. Actually, I guess good night, everybody, because we are going to end this episode of Liberal Day and Radio Talk from the Left. That's right. But you don't have to wait too long because we will be back tomorrow at 8 p.m. Central for the next episode of Liberal Dan Radio because we are on two nights a week now. Uh, so tune in tomorrow. We will talk about a whole bunch of new subjects. Cannot wait to see you in less than 24 hours. So thank you all for joining me tonight. Uh, Cynthia, Bill, Jolie, Aaron, Egoff, Andrea, Jeff, Alarasia. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing anybody else. Bill... I'm missing everybody who's currently in the chat. Sorry for missing you. Uh, appreciate y'all as well. Remember to like and subscribe. If you're listening after the show, please remember to like and subscribe as well. Until tomorrow, this is Dan Drew with Little Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.